Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Man, it's great to be back with you folks. And here we are in the 184th podcast. And I, I got to be upfront with you folks. This last podcast from yesterday, boy, that was a bear, man. We had a, uh, Stephanie's trying to move her van around down there in uh, her phone server. Uh, it works really good in cities and stuff, but in her town, it messes with her. So uh, pray for Stephanie about that. And uh, maybe they'll put a tower. I think they need to put a tower right next to uh, old uh, Indiana there. But anyway, Stephanie, uh, it's good to have you with us this morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, Doug. So what's going Great on Great to you? be back. Yeah, so... You know, I'm doing pretty well. You're on um, this diet, you're shrinking down. I mean, what does that feel like? I am not that, sh- I am not that small, okay? I saw the face picture. One face, basketball, <laughs> next face, maybe a football. I mean, we're talking uh, about, we're talking, you have shrunk down to almost uh-huh. to a normal size human being. And I just wanted to applaud you. See, we don't have no way of applauding. We need an applaud track. We do. And, we do. Uh, it would add a whole new dimension to our podcast. So Stephanie and I are on a health journey. I'm her unofficial official coach because I've, <laughs> I've appointed myself to that role. And I'm a coach as well, along with our health journey program. But uh, I want you to know that she's all in. She's faithful. And, you know, what's your kryptonite, Stephanie? If there's one food that if you saw it right now sitting in front of you that you couldn't go buy, what would that be? Oh, boy. You have to go down that trail. I I would have to go with some kind of a spaghetti. Oh, praise Something in that family. Oh, yeah, man. I have not had noodles. Oh. <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time I had a noodle. Man. Oh, pretty. Hey, but on a positive note, I just, I got back from my trip last night. I'm opening up, you know, mail and my little thingy I bought um, from my sister's Tupperware party. Now I can make zoodles. So I have to go get some zucchini. But oh, that, man. Zoodles that will, makes hey, me happy. Zoodles will change your life. Now, listen, it's like this little spiral tizer. You just kind yep. of push with your thumb on the bottom and turn the handle, and out pops There's sizes you can choose. I personally choose the smallest one. I drop them in boiling water for 60 seconds. That's it. And those zoodles, mm-hmm. I mean, they'll reach out and slap you right upside the face. And then you, got, oh, you can go to Trapper Joe's. You can get turkey meatballs. You can eat five turkey meatballs, a half cup of sauce, and uh, uh, two of you think, so a half cup is one green. Then your other two greens are uh, uh, 1.9 ounces of zoodles before they're cooked. And let me tell you something with those five turkey meatballs. Friends, I'm not ashamed to say this to you. Uh, those were shouting times when I heard that the other night. When I, when I devoured that on Saturday or whenever it's Friday, it changed my life. And, uh, and oh, zoodles, man. And, and, and some of you are listening to us saying, those people are crazy. Listen. We are. You know, we are. We even admit it. We admit it. We, you know, I looked in the mirror, did not like my reflection. So I started on a diet. And and Stephanie, being the copycat person she is. No, you, see, yeah. I had been telling you for a very long time I did not like my reflection in the mirror. But you didn't wait the six days till I became a coach. You know, seven I days. know. 
know. But I, I've forgiven you for that. I, I'm letting it go. I'm Thank not going to mention it Thank again. Thank you. And, uh, uh -huh. yeah. uh, on air, again, but that's on, okay. on air, no, no, on air, <laughs> on air, we're going to leave it alone. And because uh, we, I think we've told these people too much, but let me tell you this, folks, <laughs> we've been eating six times a day. We feel great. We look great. Do we miss spaghetti and meatballs and prime rib? We do. Yeah. Do we miss potatoes? Absolutely. But you know what? We look in the mirror and we see thin people, praise God. And, well, and I don't know that I see thin yet. I don't know that I'd qualify it as thin. Oh, I went down uh, from double extra large tall to large tall. I mean, that's yeah. pretty good. That's massive, massive in its, yeah. you know, ramifications for you. I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah. And here we are trying to talk about God's word. And, uh, and here, I, God forgive me for talking about this diet <laughs> with Stephanie, but... We had to let the people know why we're so wrapped up, dear Lord, with food and stuff. And be with us, open heart. We love you in Christ's name. All right, we had to let the peeps know. You know, you're our peeps out there, and you mean everything to us. The reason we're still out here uh, begging for money to keep this podcast going and loving on you guys is because 20 of you awesome people who are listening to our voices right now accepted the Lord Jesus Christ through this Amen. podcast. Amen. Another 40 or 50 of you have found churches through this podcast. Another half dozen Praise or dozen God. of you is getting counseling through this podcast. So we thank God that he's using this instrument because it has nothing to do with us. Nothing yeah. at all. But yeah. we also remind you that if you're in a position to help out with the podcast fee, Armed Forces Baptist Missions, AFBmissions.com. Click on podcast and throw a month out there. It's about $150 a month to keep this podcast going. And of course, Stephanie and I, Stephanie and I volunteer our time and we're doing this. So Stephanie, now we're away from the food. We're five minutes into this already. Uh, before we get into Psalm 7, before we get into this deliverance, and, uh, and, and we talk about that's going on. Catch us up real quick. What's going on with you? What's in your uh, forecast for the next few weeks? And uh, tell us what's happening there with your family. Well, well, we are, you know, obviously in the month of October. Um, this time of year is tricky. And um, it involves making a lot of faith choices, to be quite honest. And so... Um, the Lord's been so good. He's given us um, things to do. And um, so we actually will be headed, Lord willing, in a few days as a family, we'll be headed up to um, give a report at a supporting church in Michigan. And um, we'll actually be spending time with the pastor and his wife who preached Charles' private funeral. And we haven't seen them since then. So that's going to be a lot of mixed emotions, um, but I know it'll be a very sweet time, and they're they're sweet, sweet. Love the Lord. We love them so much. So um, that's coming up this weekend. We're excited about that. Yeah. Um, obviously, the two-year anniversary mark is right here smacking us in the face, and um, I'll be honest, I could, I'd be very happy if, if we could just, like, fast-forward through from October 28th to November 5th. Hey, hey wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Now, there's something very special happening on October That's 29th. That's true. See, the only reason I can't is because you guys are coming up to visit. That's so right. My that... bride, my sweet bride of 37 years and I are hopping on a Delta 737, 800 into Atlanta, then a little teeny plane <laughs> into South Bend, praise God. <laughs> 
But we're going to be doing that. So anyway, that's what's going on with Stephanie. Starting yep. tomorrow, I've decided that we're going to talk about one of her kids. Uh, we'll do one kid every podcast for her, so you can catch up with what's going on with the kids, what they like, what's happening with them. So we'll we'll start yeah. tomorrow. We'll we'll start with uh, uh, I don't know either the youngest or the oldest. We'll let Stephanie decide that, and and uh, and we'll go from there. But now we're in Psalm seven, and it's a prayer for deliverance, and it says, "Oh Lord, my God, I love those words. I love that hymn." When I an awesome wonder. You know that hymn, Stephanie? Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to be ready for that first verse. Be ready for that first verse. And, uh, oh, Lord, my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. Lest he tear, he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces while there is none to deliver. Oh, Lord, my God, if I have done this, if there be inequity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, yeah, I have delivered him that without cause is mine enemy. Let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust. Selah. Arise, O Lord, in thine anger, lift up thyself because of the rage of mine enemies, and awake for me to the judgment that thou hast commanded. So shall the congregation of the people compass surround thee about, for the sakes therefore return thou on high. The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, and according to mine integrity that is in me. O oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God trieth the hearts and the reins. My defense is of God, which saveth the upright in heart. God judgeth the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. If he turn out, he will wet his sword. He hath bent his bow and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordaineth his arrows against the persecutors. Beholdeth, behold, he traveleth with inequity and hath conceived mischief and brought forth falsehood. He made a pit and digged it and is fallen into the ditch which he hath made. His mischief shall return upon his own head. His violent dealing shall come down upon his own pate. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. There's a lot going on there, Stephanie. Mm. I mean, that psalm yeah. is seen all over the place. And Now, what comes to your mind when you hear David uh, begging out, talking about his integrity, talking about his righteousness, talking about those things he's going through? What, what do you think David's mind is right here? What do you think's going on? Well, it tells me, you know, as, as we go into this chapter, um, at least in my Bible, it says that these is what he, that David sang unto the Lord concerning the words of Cush the Benjamite. This is stuff. Yeah. This is stuff. This whole chapter's, you know, dealing with David coming before God regarding things Saul had said about him to him, whatever statements that had been made by Saul. And as we go into this chapter, he's crying out to God and saying, God, save me. In thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. Lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in piece, pieces while there is none to deliver. 
when when you talk about your soul, he doesn't say his body here. No. And to me, when I when I see these verses talking about David, I think used this term in, in chapter six where he says, My soul also is sore vexed. Um, in chapter six, David had both of these, he refers to his soul. And because of where I sit dealing with PTSD and having dealt with the mental and emotional abuse, that's what I see David struggling with here. And Saul was a narcissist. We know that from scripture. He knew how to show remorse when he had been, when he was caught or when he was put in a little bit of a tough position, but there was never a heart change there. Yeah. Um, brokenness over his wicked, evil um, treatment of David. And David saying, God, I need your protection and I need you to save me because he's trying to take my heart and my soul and tear it into pieces while there is none to deliver. And then as we go into those next few verses, I see David crying out for justification before God. Yeah. Because he lists all these things with ifs. And it tells me that these were all things Saul, these were direct accusations Saul was making of David. Yeah, he was using this guy, Cush, a Benjaminite. And, you know, we all have a Benjaminite in our life. And, uh, boy, and when they start hitting us, and some literally, praise God, when yeah. they hit you, when, when they come in, I mean, David's in a bad place, Stephanie. He's Yeah. The threatens there. He's feeling threatened. Well, I mean, he, he has been accused of having iniquity in his hands of rewarding evil unto him that was at peace, um, of delivering him um, without cause, like delivering someone without cause over to evil. Um, he's been accused of these things, and he says, if, 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 if those things are true, then let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust, Selah. Yeah. And David is a, this is a cry for God. You know me. And if I've really done these things, then yes, by all means, let, let this, you know, let all of their things, let them tread me down. Let them shred me. Let them tear me apart. Because David knew that he had not done these things. And I think that it's a cry from his heart for justification before a righteous judge and for vindication from the righteous judge. And in verse 6, he says, Arise, O Lord, in thine anger. Lift up thyself because yeah, of the rage of mine enemies. Yeah, don't sometimes we want God just to come nuke some of our enemies? Some of those people are, well, it'd be great if God would just come along. And we don't want him to kill them, you know, just just like freeze them in place or something, you know, and, and just leave them there for a couple of days so everybody could see them and then, you know, make their hearts right. But the sad thing about that, if God did that to them, he might do it to us at some point. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. But, well, and, and this is where, you know, um, the verse in Luke where Jesus said, be there for merciful, even as your father also, which is in heaven, is merciful. And... God's mercy is greater than anything I can imagine. And um, 
you know, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, there are those times that you're tempted to, you look at your abusers, you look at those who have hurt you and say, God, they're happy. They're prosperous. Their lives just go on and on. They don't have to deal with the baggage of what they've done to me. And then I take a step back and say, no, I would rather know Jesus and have real peace and real joy. And it's okay that they've broken me. And that's where you go back to where Joseph's heart cry of you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And David comes to those, comes to those points. But I think David just cries out in these coming, these coming verses and saying, God, would you please just deal with them? Would you please judge me according to my righteousness and according to my integrity that is in me? It's almost like this is a cry to the righteous judge. And he comes back in several times. Verse End of verse 9, he says, For the righteous God trieth the hearts and reins. And there is such a comfort from knowing. And and we hit the, hit on this in Job when Job talks about, um, oh, the one would plead for me with God. And my witness is on high. My record is in heaven. And knowing that we serve a righteous God who knows our hearts and who knows every detail of, of of who we are. Yeah. And when we have things accused, you know, when people throw accusations of us that are wounding, that tear our soul, that make it feel like it is rended in pieces. Um, and I have been in that place where you're like, God, how can they say those things? I mean, things that have been said of, of Charles since he's been dead and things that have said of me since Charles has died and in my flesh, it leaves me feeling like my soul has been rended into pieces. Yeah. And God makes me step back and says, but Stephanie, I'm the righteous God and I know your heart. And it's like, okay, God, if you know who I really am and you know, what's being said is a lie, then it's okay. And that's where David comes in verse 10. He says, my defense is of God, which saveth the upright in heart. And it's like God gives him comfort in those coming verses that God is the righteous judge. He is angry with the wicked. He will deal with them. He's got that. And and he lays out some things at the end of this chapter um, through verse 16 again. This is inspired scripture, and these are things that I am praying towards those who are seeking to destroy everything that is righteous and good in our foundation of our country and these things. David talks about how the wicked, you know, they they travail with iniquity. They conceive mischief. They bring forth falsehood. And then David says, he made a pit and digged it and has fallen into the ditch Amen. which he made. Yeah. His mischief shall return upon his own head, and his violent dealing shall come down upon his own pate. And it's like, again, we come back to where the beginning of the chapter, David's broken. God brings him to that place of victory. We've and all been there, God folks. Gives him, yeah. Yes. And then God gives him that courage to, and that boldness to say, God, deal with it. Yeah, and, and you know, God, I think... God, by faith, would you deal with this? And you know, God did. Yeah, In the case yeah. of Saul, 
God did deal with Saul. He did. And, and you know, and, you know, there is no, there's no pleasure. You know, I, there are people that have hurt me deeply. Um, I'm thinking of one person in particular who has hurt me deeply, who God is dealing with, I believe. And when I think of him, my heart breaks for what he's going through. Yeah. And, you know, when, when Saul was killed, David took no pleasure in it. He wept. Yeah. He mourned. Yeah. And um, David, I don't believe here, is taking pleasure in the fact that the wicked would fall. But he is taking pleasure in knowing that God is a righteous judge and God is his defense and God saves the upright in heart and God hears his cries. And he says in verse 17, he closes this out after talking about God dealing with the wicked and causing their mischief to come on their own heads. And Doug, I believe those are verses we can pray. Those are verses that we can take before God and say, would you do this? Yeah, yeah. God, this is your word. This is your inspired word. Would you do this? But then David says, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. And David comes back at the end of this chapter to praising and honoring and worshiping and glorifying Jehovah. And I think that's the victory shining through. That in the end, He's still praising. Amen. Because of who his God is. And and you know, I wanna I wanna sneak this in, folks. I know we're running a little long today, but this verse here is so important. Proverbs two and 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 verse number twenty one, talking about this same thing, the the practical side of what Stephanie was just covering. It says, For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. And it's talking about uh, you know, uh, the righteous and, and, and the blameless there. When you see that word perfect, it's always blameless. It's So people can dwell in the land. They can hang out with us. They can spread bad juju about us. Uh, old Cush the Benjaminite and, and, uh, and those people who've hurt Stephanie, have hurt me, who've hurt you. Practically, those of you sitting out there now, you, you've got people who've hurt you and stabbed you and done you wrong. But here's the great news. God knows that. God not only deals with what we say, he deals with our emotions, our feelings. He knows our thought life. He knows what's going on. God's got our backs through this. And remember, some people only dwell in the land, but the blameless remain in it. And uh, you just got to be blameless. You got to stand upright, friends. So the practical side of this today is stand upright, trust God, and and meditate through these verses and know that God's got your back. And, and Stephanie's talking about that man that hurt him. And now he's, uh, that, that particular gentleman is going through the fire. He's in the fire. And, and, uh, but listen, it, it, we don't want him in the fire, but we, we just want to serve a God that is righteous. And there's Cushes out there and there's this Benjamin, Benjaminite. And, uh, and, and folks, we have yeah. Cushes that have attacked Stephanie and I together in this podcast and the PTSD ministry and everything we try to do. They're out there uh, working for the devil, people who call themselves Christians. But anyway, I just wanted to say all that. I wanted to get, I was holding it for a little while and I wanted to get it (laughs) off my mind. And Stephanie was on a roll and I liked the role she was on. Now she's going to sing for us that, oh Lord, my God. And you don't want to miss that. I know she's got that queued up for you. My favorite, one of my favorite hymns. Are you ready for that, Stephanie, with that whole nasal thing going on and everything? Sure, we'll try. Okay. Just everybody understands the nasal thing is not my choice. It, no, <laughs> somebody didn't take the allergy medicine, but I'm not pointing yeah. out anyone out. No judgment here. No, yeah. no, no fingers going, you know, because we're not 
seeing each other. So yeah. Um, all right, here we go. Oh Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds Thy hands have made, I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder, thy power through all the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Amen. That's some good singing right there. Listen, folks, nothing more important than to walk away with the practical side of this and the practical side of all these psalms is to be reading them, meditating on God's Word, and see what God can teach you through these psalms. Be kind out there, folks, and help each other out, and look each other up, and know that your Lord and God is uh, uh, makes your soul sing, and uh, how great thou art, and uh, He alone is that great. He alone is that wonderful. He alone can change you. And you know what we want for everybody, for every one of you, we want to see you saved. And we want you to take a few minutes and listen to this carefully put together message so that you can know for sure you're saved. We hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is is pray to God, believing in a heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks, he will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at Wounded Spirits dot com.